Welcome to the Mental Health Boot Camp Podcast. This is the podcast where four psychotherapists, three of us Canadian, one of us American, serve you cutting edge mental health knowledge. I am Dr. Ryan House, a clinical psychologist from Pasadena, California. I'm Dr. Brooke Lewis, a registered clinical counselor from Coquitlam. And I'm Joanna Boyd, also a registered clinical counselor, and I live in Fort Moody. I'm Chris Boyd, psychotherapist for Metro Vancouver. Metro Vancouver area, wonderful. Guys, it's time to celebrate because here, after only 90 some episodes, we have finally reached everyone of the United States. Welcome North Dakota. We've got all 50 states uh, covered by the podcast. That's awesome. That Thank is... you, North Dakota, whoever should, you are. We should have bought a cake. We should have bought a cake. We should have bought a cake. I, I think it's uh, it's spectacular. I can't believe that people from all over tuned in at one point or another to listen to us. <laughs> It's a little bit of uh, you know international relations here. We've got we got Canadians, we got Americans. We're coming together, and I noticed that all of the lower do you call them lower provinces or yeah, just provinces. oh we don't yeah we no yeah just provinces just provinces you know distinguish between the northern ones those yeah, are the territories and yeah the territories and provinces I guess would be the distinction yes. okay. All right, all right. So we got the provinces uh, as mm-hmm. well. As well as a whole bunch of countries around the world. So thank you all for listening. We appreciate it very much. It's been a very fun run. We're we're starting to wind down a little bit actually in our podcast. That's right. Getting a little closer to an ending. Uh we're not there yet. This is episode 97. So we have 98, 99, and 100 let to get to go after this. One of those will be a book club where we'll be talking about Irvin Yalom's book, The Gift of Therapy. Yes. And uh, I guess a couple other of us will present, and then we'll do like a wrap-up episode, probably. Or no, one other of us will present, and we'll do something like that. Me. Yeah, so you are the ambusher tonight. I ambush next time. Then we book club, and then a wrap-up episode. Yes. There we go. That's it. Re- reflection, right? A reflection episode. I propose... For that, not necessarily an ambush, unless you want to come up with ambush reflection questions, kind of like Joanna's rapid-fire pick-a-number questions. You can open oh, yeah. Too, like, uh, like an award ceremony. Oh, there we go. Moment, your favorite I, cast. Your I least. suggest that we dress up. Okay. Sure. Like, do you have a theme in mind? Like, like nice dress, I think, or we can do something silly, but I don't know, kind of like a, like, gal- I don't know, Chris could wear his top hat, you know, things like Perfect. that. Oh, put on my grad dress again. That's <laughs> as I get, I'll put that sucker on. There you go. I That's love really it. Fancy. Okay, good. We will dress up and we'll also request that the people listening to that final episode will dress up as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's you sean and whoever's listening down whoever's the listening uh, who knows yes but we uh okay that's good that's a great idea it'll be themed it'll be formal it'll be like our own self-interested oscars ceremony yes <laughs> but way more popular <laughs> yeah way more popular than the oscars for sure very cool. What's uh, anything been going on? Any any hot topics going on right now for you guys? Winter doldrums, anything like that? We're celebrating. Well, I guess everyone celebrating uh, the new lunar year. Yeah. Uh, so year of the rabbit, and is it just the rabbit, or is there a shared? I, I know. As far as I know, it's year of the rabbit. Year. year of the rabbit. Yeah. There you go. There you so. go. The Canadian holiday, the Lunar New Year. 
It's also um, Canadian, Chris. Come on. No, it was. <laughs> but it was it yesterday. Was uh, Robbie Burns Day? Oh, was it as well? Oh, look at that. So, who's Robbie Burns? He's a Scottish poet. Uh -huh. So his life was very short. It was only thirty-seven years or something. But he wrote, I don't know, over two hundred poems and has a bunch of songs. So Old Lang Syne, I am saying that incorrectly, but um, that's him. And so a song that's definitely stuck with us. So locally up here, I'm sure they do it all over. There's like little Robbie Burns celebrations that you can go to. So we went one to one last week um, where they read some poetry and sing some songs and pipe in a haggis and- what? Why, is, why is a Scottish poet so popular in Canada? I have no idea. That's not a Joanna question. Grew up in Chris. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've I've heard of Robert Burns, and I don't think I've read his poetry. But I mean, it's not really a thing down here. Oh, really? No, Robert Burns Day. But it's not. It's kind of like the Scottish St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, it's not. But not as big. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. And I wouldn't say it's necessarily across the board in Canada. Do we even know that? I feel like locally, there's some bands that'll acknowledge it and stuff, but I don't. I couldn't say if other provinces it's a big thing or anything i'm sure they do yeah. and i wouldn't call it a big thing i'm just no. aware okay. that that's yeah because it was that was the 25th is his birthday or something so that's why it's robbie burns day yeah all right congrats to robbie burns uh i'll say that the year of the rabbit um is a symbol of longevity peace and prosperity and 2023 is predicted to be a year of hope. Lovely. You definitely use a bit of hope these days, eh? I think we could all use a little hope. Yes. Cool. That's great. Yeah. Well, good. We're happy about that. <laughs> we are happy about that. That's, true. That's right. Well, I, I guess, shall we just move on to our topic? Let's do it. Let's hear this ambush. I'm sure you have a list. Is your list dwindling? How many more things are on your list? Just one. Is it only no, one? Is there ten? Thing. I I do have a list, but I I kind of curated a little bit to pick one for the occasion. I hope that's all right. All right, you guys ready for this? It is all right. Yes. All right, here we go. Here's the ambush. I know the topic. You do not. I'm sending it to myself. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the ambush. Ready? How to handle endings. We've discussed grief before, but how can we handle the smaller endings in life? The transitions, maybe jobs that end, friendships that end, podcasts that end. <laughs> how, do we, how do we manage and navigate the, even the smaller endings in life? It's all related to grief, but uh, I wanted to to bring it to a a day to day level. I like it. Okay. Yeah, good one. And yes. that wraps up our podcast. Let's uh, end it there. And no. that's not a good ending, though. No, that's that would a be a ending. bad ending. That's a good example of how not to end our podcast. Yeah, that would not be a good ending. We need to have a an Oscar style celebration to end our podcast. <laughs> yeah. I actually think the, uh, the plan for the last podcast is actually a better ending, right? But time to reflect and to, uh, share. Some yes. Answers. I think that's really important. And actually what was just illustrated here was a, was a great, great piece to, to pull from Brooks joke there saying, okay, let's just stop here. Because I think a lot of times, I mean, people have different responses to endings, right? If you know something's going to end. Um, and I've, I've talked a lot about this in terms of therapy. So maybe that will be a, a, a part of this as well. But um, sometimes when people know that there's an ending coming, they might just say, oh, well, I don't want to have that awkward or the weirdness or the feelings that come up with that ending. So I'll just cut it off right now. Boom. I'll just cut and run. You know, I'll just split. And I think that's very common. You see that, I think, in many, like the person in the relationship who says, I'm going to break up with them before they break up with me. Uh-huh. Or uh, it's your last day of work and you just don't show up. 
Yes. Perfect. Yes. That one, or, you know, it's probably going to be wrapping up with your last therapy session and you don't show like a lot of the no shows or yeah. So that you're in control of it or what's the point might as well, might as well end now. Right. Yeah. So I'll share a little bit. You guys have heard me talk about this before, but I'll share it with the, with the listeners since they'll benefit from it. Um, so I worked for a while in a, in a counseling center uh, as a supervisor of, of, uh, of student uh, therapists. And so they had to rotate in an, you know, they, they had a year placement in this counseling center. So they'd be there from like June to June. And uh, they'd oftentimes get a, a group of new clients in June and kind of throughout the summer and fall. And if the clients were really interested in long-term work, they'd stick with them for that whole time. And sometimes they, you know, the the students who had been seeing a client, maybe had seen them for all that year or most of that year. So in like March or April of that year, I'd, I'd talk to my uh, supervisees and I'd say, you know, you've been working with this client for a long time. Um, it might be good to remind the client that you're actually going to be ending in June and that at that point you guys can stop or you'll have to stop therapy, but they could transfer to another therapist or maybe that's a good time for them to stop therapy. And, uh, you know, that's something that they would talk about together. And so the students would go off and tell their their clients, hey, by the way, just want to remind you that my my time here is ending in June. And and there'd be a few different responses to that. One of those responses would be the, the Brooks, Brooks response there of like, oh, you're going to stop in June? Well, then I guess I'm done with therapy, right? Mm -hmm. Even though it's three months off or four months off, like, I guess I'm done then. I'm going to just, let's just stop now. Um, other clients would be like, would, would say like, oh, yeah, whatever, no big deal. They just kind of brush it off and uh, say, yeah, I, I knew that anyway. It's no big deal. And I'll just maybe transfer to the next person. Other people would be a little more concerned about it. What? You're leaving? You're going to leave our work? You're going to leave our our time together? They feel it a little deeper in, in some ways. And if the client didn't just split at that moment, we'd be talking about, I'd be talking with my supervisees about how the client was in the sessions for the next couple of months. And even the clients who were like, yeah, no big deal. It's not, it's nothing. Oftentimes they, the, the content of what they'd be talking about in the sessions would be things like other losses in their life or other endings in their life or things, things that had stopped or ended at different times, even though they weren't even aware that they were relating that to the ending of therapy. And sometimes that was some of the richest material, some of the best material that, uh, that they could have, they could discuss because Oftentimes what pe brings people into therapy is, is some sort of a loss or another, you know, lost a job, lost a relationship, uh, lost a, some aspects of their health or their youth or something. So really talking through that stuff can be really important and powerful. And also what we talked about was having a, a nice ending, having an actual uh, finish line to the, to the work and kind of a graduation is an important part, I think, of therapy and of a lot of relationships in life to be able to say goodbye and have that closure and, and really talk it through. And therapy is one place where we can do that. You know, it's it, we can actually take the time and, and kind of craft it out and talk about what that meaning will look like and what, uh, what that will mean to us and uh, really have a good, clean goodbye. Yeah, so really there's my lecture. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Uh yeah, it really uh, captures the main ele elements of a good good ending, right? Also, the buildup to it and how those feelings can vary. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like people, the sense of loss and the anticipation of loss and how that could trigger old feelings and memories. And, and that's where you have these, you use that term defense mechanisms a lot. Like you have these ways of dealing with it, right? Ways yeah. of coping with that, those intensive feelings. And so for those therapists to be able to sort through that and actually maybe help them um, grieve not only loss of therapy with them, but other losses in their lives, I think is really neat. Have you guys ever experienced losses that are, I mean, relational losses, I think are really impactful and, and meaningful to us, but even, even smaller things like when a restaurant closes or if you really, 
love a book or a or a TV series that's coming to an end and there's a loss, you know, that's gonna it's gonna come to a close and you like feel that little bit. I don't have you guys ever experienced that? Of course, yeah. And I think it can uh come in a bunch of different ways. Like you said, maybe I don't I don't know if I've really had it for like books or movies, but I'm thinking other transitions, granted bigger transitions in life, like moving, um, selling somewhere and moving somewhere else or um, a big one for me, while it was definitely tied with positive emotion, once the positive emotion subsided, there was some interesting feelings of voidness or numbness was finishing school. Hmm. Um, and that really hit after my bachelor's. That that was the biggest one, I think, um, for whatever reason, even though I had a plan to move on. I just, that one was kind of funky or ending jobs. But that one's a bit more relational, I think, because you're saying goodbye to the people. Yeah. The yeah. people, but also like the routine and the. Yeah. I, I, moving is a big one. You're, that's a great that's a great one there. I, I definitely can think of like those last moments when you're moving the final box out of your apartment or your house or something. And you're like looking around and like, ah, oh, I really. I, I lived here. There's there's a yeah. there's a. Attachment yeah. to the space, even right. Yeah, yeah, the memories that you created in that space. I was even thinking about like a like someone who's training to do a, a, a marathon of some kind, and mm -hmm. and it's a, a source of meaning and purpose, and you work so hard towards that goal. And often, when they're completed, it there's maybe some short elation. But there's also like some sadness and down after, right? Um, I have you guys run a marathon? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Haven't even run a 5K. <laughs> We're trying though. I I did run one marathon many years ago and and came across the finish line. I, thank God I, I finished. It was it was hard. It, all marathons are hard. This was a tough one. And um I came across the finish line and just sat down against the wall and cried. Mm -hmm. Just really? wept. And part of it I think was the pain. And part of it was the, uh, you know, the the I guess the the relief that I had finished, but yeah, I think part of it was like this journey had you know this six months or whatever that I'd built up for this time um, was was had drawn to a close. But wow, and I think just my physical exhaustion contributed to that too. Like no more defenses left; it's all coming out now. Yeah, for sure. And, I, and I've talked about it with people. That's not uncommon. That's a very common thing for people to just weep at the end of something like that. Yes. Yeah. So it was meaningful and purposeful and it's been a part of your life. It, it's familiar to you and, and you, it's been beneficial. And that's, yeah, of course, there's going to be some, it's going to be a bit, a bit of a difficult and a more difficult ending, I guess. Yeah. Just hard. Yeah. yeah. I think as well, if people, like endings of big holiday trips or, you know, something you're really looking forward to and planning for or kind of big celebrations or, I don't know, even holidays. Like I know they come around every year, but I still think they're still stealing with some kind of ending of something positive maybe, or maybe even something stressful. I guess it, it depends what kind of ending um, or what was happening. I'm sure there's a lot of responses. There could be some happiness to something stressful being done. There could be, but um, yeah, there's probably some impact there, depending. Just thinking of smaller, smaller endings, as you mentioned. Yeah, that's a great point. When when a when a really good vacation is drawing to a close, there's there's some sadness about that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, big time. Yeah, the post vacation or post holiday blues a bit. Yeah. As you pivot back to routine, routine and whatnot. Yeah. So, so many different types of endings, eh? My goodness. Brooke, you, you mentioned that books and movies were not so much your thing, but I remember um, I watched uh, the series Breaking Bad after, after it was popular, I guess, maybe after the whole series ended, I started watching it and, um, but just really fell in love with the whole storyline and the characters. And it was so just felt so compelling. And, um, and I remember towards the end when there was the last like two or three episodes left, I 
would I spaced them out. I was like, I wanted to savor them a bit. Like I didn't want it to be over. So I kind of pushed it out a little bit farther. Right. Like, no, I won't watch it now. I'll watch it maybe this weekend or something. So I, I didn't want it to end. And that was, that was another response to the ending. Like I wanted to keep it around for a while. Interesting. Some avoidance of the ending completely. Like you're going to do it. We're just trying to space it out, I guess. Uh, I, I didn't, I, I wanted it to last, you know, nice. I, I wanted it to last for, I didn't want to it. And I think that's very common. I've heard from many clients about that, like uh, different TV shows, movies, books as well, like you said, where it gets to the, you know, the last chapter or whatnot, and they need to put the book away. Because they they wait, and it might be a few weeks before they go back to it because they're not ready for for it to be over. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that in these, in those examples, books and movies, um, maybe a person who hasn't had some, very positive endings in their past can have control over an ending. Maybe there's been endings that have been out of their control. Maybe they moved around a lot as a kid, or maybe something they had to go through grief or something. So I I do wonder a little bit there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was Harry Potter for me. When those Harry Potter books were done, like, yeah, it was just, you know, there's seven, seven books and the last one yeah it's just kind of a weird thing you look forward to the, that new book every year or two and all of a sudden when it's done even though it's not going anywhere and you could always reread it or something but it's a weird nothing to look forward to you're kind of done the characters have reached there's nothing else so kind of similar to a show i'm guessing yeah and very same of like what now yeah what it's almost like we're all going to be fine without those things, but I think it's just, uh, it was just fun to be a part of it. The world you were a part of and it, there's sadness there. Just, uh, I just really enjoyed being immersed in that. It was a, a cool thing. Yeah. That's, that's a great, great way to look at it, Joe. Yeah. yeah. I liked being a part of it. I liked being connected to even it's not a relationship not a real world relationship if it's a book or a movie or a TV series, but it's like, I like how I feel when I'm in this space, you know, I don't want to let it go. And you might get attached to characters. You know, it's like if someone dies in a show you like or something like you, people are moved by these things or they get upset or. Oh yeah. You know? Anyway. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. So, so when it comes to these sorts of endings, I guess, uh, you know, what are some good, some good coping mechanisms for that? I mean, I talked about one (laughs) prolonging kind of (laughs) stretching it out as long as you possibly can, I guess, but, uh, that's not always possible. You know, we can't always, is that what we're doing with this podcast? We're only doing one podcast every four weeks, four weeks. (laughs) maybe we're savoring it who knows yeah i also think that life life circumstances are getting in the way but yeah no yeah i think that's probably could be part of it yeah yeah i think um it's you know there's so much subjectivity here i think it is based on the individual and the circumstances um i think um having time to to connect and reflect and Honoring that ending is important. I actually have a client I saw very today, and uh, he put his two weeks in. This has been his main career. He's been at this company organization for a long time. Um, so now he decides this is the time to do it. But this is something we've been talking about for a while, and been kind of taking the steps towards it. So uh, he did actually decide not to show up to work a couple of days um, in a row there, but. Um, he did let everyone, the important people or the people he was closest to, he let them know that he was leaving. And uh, so he got to debrief that with the people he was closest to. And then at his uh, his, his closer team, they asked if he's going to be there on the last day. And he's like, why? He's like, I think you know why. They just want to do something for him, right? So uh, they gave him the heads up so he wouldn't just uh, skip out because I think there's a part of him that kind of wants to. So it's good that he has that encouragement from his colleagues as well as from me 
Um, but a lot of a lot of feelings. I think there's a lot of relief. He's looking forward to the future. And uh, there's also been a lot of planning about what the future looks like. I'm not sure if you've ever seen that movie about Schmidt with uh, Jack Nicholson. Um, so he was, I think it was a forced retirement. I think he was basically put his time in and was, he uh, had to step away, but he had really nothing to, to do after that. So anyway, interesting movie. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, something you talked about it, but not directly. Um, celebrating the endings, I think, are really important to, um, yeah, to honor them. And whether that's, you could do that however you want. So in that example of work, whether that's with the colleagues, or if that's with your family or friends at home. Yeah. But something to kind of mark the occasion or celebrate it. Um, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think his family is also going to do something too, invite some of the colleagues out, which is great. So if you're going to honor that, I don't think he knows that, but um, yeah, I think that's a big component, right? I think so. And to kind of step into that discomfort a bit, and, you know, and I think in the end, it's going to be very meaningful, very mm -hmm. purposeful for him. What's, what is the, what does celebrating it do? What does that actually, how does that make it better? Or what, what does that do for our psyches, do you think, Brooke? That's a great question, Ryan. And I don't know definitively what it does for our psyches, but I think it's just a nice thing to do because I think it's uh, acknowledging something that you've done, something that's over potentially, right? That while well, it is over, if it's ending, but uh, like there was a lot of good things that would have happened as well. So instead of just focusing perhaps on the feelings of grief and loss, it's saying this was a really, this was still a good thing and we want to cherish it and um you did good with what whatever it was and yeah sounds like a rite of passage yourself, a bit yeah. rite of passage and just acknowledgement yeah, yeah. Human, human beings i think we have a long long history of, of celebrating and coming mm -hmm. together for big milestones and i think it's important to honor that so for employers as well to have those systems in place um i think it's important to to do that you know, it's it's interesting. I agree, and I think that for for the big things like a graduation or a, you know leaving a job or getting a new job, those are those are good occasions for that. But I've actually found it to be pretty important with with my clients in therapy that um, I, I like to place a focus on celebrating wins in their life in a in a bigger way because sometimes people gloss over that and i think it's i think it is really important you know like someone yeah. says you know i i've maybe we've been working on uh speaking up with their spouse or something like that you know i have a hard time speaking up and asking for what i want and then they they come into the session and they say oh by the way i was able to uh speak up to my spouse and ask for something last week and then they want to kind of rush on to the next thing and like oh wait a second yeah. Let's celebrate that. You know, mm -hmm. that is a big deal. That is a really important accomplishment for you. You really achieved something. You pushed past the fear. Like, let's let's pause and like celebrate that for a minute. And I think exactly. it's important because it gives it gives a positive feeling to that that experience and and acknowledges the effort and the the hard work that was involved. You know, that for sure. Oftentimes, people are were eager to rush on to the next thing. You know. Yeah, I did this, but there's still these things left to do. Well, yeah, but you did it's this. interesting. Yeah, and they may have spent like a session or two talking about that thing or that it was going to be really hard to do or they're going to have anxiety about it. And then it's just the briefest of like glossing over. And I'm like, wait a sec. <laughs> did you just say you did the thing that we have talked about that you thought was going to be the worst thing ever for so yeah. long? Like you did yeah. it. And yeah, anyways, that happens a lot with clients. I just, uh, because we especially if there's a, a few weeks that goes by since since you've seen them yeah i find myself pausing quite a bit to be like wait a sec like we got to talk about this a little bit because it doesn't seem like probably a big deal to them after the fact because it was probably a lot easier or it went better than they thought it was going to go but yeah anyways it's so important to do that i agree i think it's very common in therapy for it to be yeah sped through yeah, years ago i um Years ago, I had some younger clients who had some goals and really anxious about it. 
So when they came back and when they achieved their goals, I actually had confetti poppers. Let the confetti pop and go. I'm like, yay, we celebrated. It's already a mess. You have to vacuum it up and all that stuff. That's and, uh, great. I love that. Yeah, and one little cake at the time too. So yeah. I think it's I think it's for for a lot of people, it's in our nature to to devote a lot more time focusing on our mistakes than on our successes, you know? Okay. And I think that uh I think that one of the positive parts of therapy and another helping relationships can be to kind of change that narrative a little bit. Let's let's spend at least as much time dwelling on the positives and the and the success that you've had so that we can, you know, really indulge that, you know, enjoy that and savor that uh instead of just rushing off to the next problem we have, right? Yeah. Yeah. No good point. That's uh that's great. Very healing. Yeah. Another uh, thing that I think helps um, in endings is uh, a good dose of just acceptance. Like you're, you may feel happy about it and that's great. You may feel a little bit down or sad and that's okay too. Um, just give yourself some time to recalibrate. And if it gets too stuck, then that's the time to reach out and do something about it. And um, yeah, so I, as I mentioned, I had a really hard time, like after my bachelor's, I was really thrown off. I had just plowed through a bunch of school for so long in my life and I wasn't going to have school for nine months, quite lost. And uh, I feel like I was in a little bit of a funk. Like I just, yeah. there was less motivation, kind of just feeling down and, uh, didn't know what to do really lost. And, um, it was probably about two weeks and I was like, I have to, I have to figure something out here to get myself going. So <laughs> I did what I was familiar. So I went with my friend, Jessica, who was still going to uh, university at that time. And I sat in on two of her classes. Like I got up early in the morning. It was like an 8.30 class or something ridiculous. And I did my routine as if I were a student, like got the coffee and the muffin. And I sat with her in her class. And it didn't take very long. And I was like, why am I doing this? This is ridiculous. Yeah, I, don't, I don't need... <laughs> I don't actually need to be here anymore. And then whatever, for whatever reason that helped and away I went. It and, um, like a transition thing for you, Brooke. Yeah. Like it and so stuck cool. me. Um, and yeah, I don't know why I got stuck back then, but I definitely got stuck and that seemed to help. That <laughs> was your, that was your savoring moment, Brooke. You were yeah. like, oh, I don't want it to end quite yet. Or you're kind of holding on a little bit. And like, once you, once you realize, yeah, wait, I, I don't need to be here. Am I ready? And then I was like, I really don't need to be here. I can let this go. Boom. But it brings up an interesting point too, is about um, having a nice ending is great, but you have to have a plan for after that ending, right? So yeah. say, hey, I'm looking forward. To, I'm going to have all this free time. Maybe I'll um, start to keep my routine, but I'll go to the gym instead. I'll do this and that and the other. Um, engage routine. in a hobby or, or a passion or something. Or when it comes to retirement again, like um, if, if you don't have anything yeah. to do after that, yeah. then it's, or after therapy, like this talking about those techniques and strategies and that encouragement. So they have the, they know what to do once the ending is done, right? Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. And then after the doctorate, I remember just asking people, but I'm like, there's no more school to do. So I was like, what do you do on the weekends? My whole life I've been in school. Like, what do you, what do people do on the weekends and in their spare time? Because yeah. that's a novel experience to me. Yeah. I was like, I need some ideas. So it was like a social experiment there. Um, the author, uh, Susan Kane, who wrote a book called Quiet a few years ago about uh, uh, introverts and about the power of introversion. She wrote a book, just came out a few months ago, called Bittersweet, which talks about the experience of bittersweetness. And I think that endings, especially graduations, bittersweetness is is a big part of that whole experience and and i believe that that can be and and is often is the experience of ending therapy as well there's mm -hmm. like this the sweetness is yeah, yeah i've achieved something and I've, I've accomplished something i can move on to the next phase but the bitterness the sadness is uh oh i'm i'm moving on i'm letting something go and that is so much a part of the uh 
I, and I think it's that's a part of a good ending, really. The bittersweetness is, is that's that's kind of the the best we hope for. Oftentimes, it's it's like okay, this was good, but it's also time to move on. Yeah, yeah. And then naturally, there's going to be a little space, a little void in your life, whether it's yep book, the entertainment from the book or the movie, or if it's yeah, the course is done or that job position's done, or you don't live at the house anymore. There's there's a little bit more space in life and um, you don't have to fill it right away. It's true. It's true. You can, if you want, but. Yeah. But eventually that will, that void will be filled. Mm -hmm. New associations will be made. Um, novelty helps with that or just fostering curiosity or. Yeah. yeah. It will happen. Yeah, but you, but you raise a good point there, Brooke, of like, you know, when you finished your schooling, schooling had taken up so much of your time that you it had kind of filled up all these empty spaces, right? The weekends, basically. And then when schooling's done, you're like, now what do I do with this, the space? <laughs> and and that forces you to, to look at yourself. Well, what do I want? What do I, what do I want to put in that space? What am I... Exactly. What are my other interests? I mean, this has been my my focus for so long. What else is there, right? Yeah. What are some things that I haven't done because I didn't have the time? Yeah. Right. Um, another ending I'm just thinking about, as you know, in the past couple episodes we've been talking about, like pruning day. Another ending could be mm. saying goodbye to items. True. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. It creates physical space around us. And that can be hard too. Oh yeah. Have you guys ever sold a car or let go of a car? <laughs> or even a couch or you know, some something that's just been occupied your space and, and part of your world for a while. Letting that go. We we feel silly sometimes, but that does have some feeling. For sure. I'm kind of curious. Um again, I keep on going back to the like a example of ending a job um do you think it's important to find out what that person's preferences are because sometimes people don't want anything too um extravagant or don't want to be put on the spot or feel awkward right so is that more encouragement because you feel that uh, uh the person may benefit from that or would that be yeah. no it's other there's other methods of getting that appreciation of cost or across or yeah, like a giant card cards or a gift card or you know there's lots of ways to that yeah to that. well your dad so um we did the little marriage workshop thing um dennis was putting it on for helping train the therapists uh, about marriage therapy and it was great he said you know everyone knows the golden rule do unto others as you would have done unto you um, but he said that that's not always the case in marriage. And I wonder if it's the case in this situation, which is do unto others as they want done to them. So we, what we want isn't necessarily what the other person wants. And we want to be respectful of that. Yeah. As long as obviously it's not damaging. Um, sometimes people need protection, but what do they want? Which is interesting, actually. I I don't know the answer to this one, but there are a lot of times when people, what they say is is different than what they want when it comes to something like this, right? Like they'll say, oh, yes, I'm I'm leaving. I've been at this company for 40 years, but I'm leaving. Let's not make a fuss. I'll just, I'll just go, right? And so their friends and colleagues say, well, we're going to have a big farewell brunch or something or happy hour or something like that. And then they're kind of happy they did that. Mm -hmm. right True. oh there's it, it's a it's a little dicey when it comes to some some of these situations right right depending on the honesty of the person how close you are with them to judge that um, yeah. like so if this person has a track record of wanting to fly under the radar and um doesn't quite like the spotlight you know yeah then hey you know what maybe they would like something else it's it's I got to say, as 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 a therapist, though, and someone who really likes clear communication, it's it's unfortunate. <laughs> like, because I've I've known that 
some people will have that situation. Oh, don't do anything for me. It's it's not a big deal. And that's exactly what happens. Nothing happens at their at their retirement or something. And then they're mad. They're like, oh, gosh, why didn't anyone do anything for me? You know, and it's yes. like, well, you told them not to. So they actually followed your wishes. Yeah, but they should have done something anyway. Well, you know, and that's that becomes a little messy situation, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. But Brooke, as you're saying, you know, mind, I guess they're if, not mind readers. <laughs> they're not mind readers, right? And and Brooke, you're saying if you know someone well enough, maybe they tend to downplay that. Maybe you override it. But I mean, we've all known people who are like, "Oh, don't throw me a surprise party. Don't, you know, oh no, no party for my birthday or or whatever it might be." And then you do it. Someone does it anyway, and they're really happy about it. <laughs> like. It's almost funny the difference between the oh don't do it knowing that they really enjoy parties or being the center you know or and then the people who are like no seriously don't do it like that's my nightmare you know like I don't know I guess you just try to gauge yeah that you know that person and you know and base it off of that right so yeah you can do your best but it's funny because you're if you do throw the party you're essentially saying I know that I shouldn't trust you at your word. <laughs> right. you told me not to throw a party i did anyway and you liked it which tells me i know that you don't really you're not telling me the truth you're not trustworthy <laughs> no. it's a perfect thing to put in their goodbye card <laughs> uh so let's let's have a couple examples of of if you can think of any of like some good good goodbyes as far as shows or people or endings at work or saying goodbye to a house or whatever it might be for you. Yeah, I think oh. our, um, you know, oh, go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, go for it. No, go, go, Chris. You had something on your mind. This thing popped in my mind, our, uh, our practice, the one that my parents started 41 years ago, we always celebrate the transitions, right? Obviously, if um, the associates have been around for a while, it's um, versus like one or two years, obviously that makes a bit of a difference. But I remember there's another counseling practice in the area and they were going to lose uh, a psychologist. We're going to lose one of our top family therapists and they're going to go start their own practice. Right. And it was a big blow to our practice. She, she was uh, a very a great personality. She helped with the culture. She's very good at what she did. Anyways, we threw her a party. We had a little lunch and we had food and we, we you know, shared some words with her. She got a card. The other psychologist who loved other practice, there was nothing. <laughs> there was some tough feelings. There was some, yeah, no card, no no lunch, no nothing. I think the other partners are frustrated she was leaving them or whatever it might be. So so the um, I guess the yeah, when our yeah, colleague joined the other uh, joined together, she her new colleague was like, I can't believe they threw you a going away party because you're you're leaving them. But anyways, that popped in my mind. But we always try to make a, even though it hurts, and I've done that in other jobs as well. It's like, it's bittersweet because you're like, we don't want you to go. It's a huge loss for us, we, but we're happy for you. We want to celebrate this occasion. Uh, in, in my family of origin, we actually... I wouldn't call it a celebration. We wouldn't like celebrate the endings, but we would have conversation about the endings. So we would all sit in the living room and, um, or just whoever it was with my parents or whoever was home can join in the conversation. It wasn't mandatory, but there would be a conversation about, you know, what you had just done, whether it's moving and and then reminiscing, remember these times and remember when this or when we first got the place or mm. um, what are you looking forward to in the next place? And so we would debrief uh, essentially experiences. Same with, yeah, just really any transition. We would debrief them instead of celebrate them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I tend to do that now. Like I, yeah, whenever we're coming back from a conference, I like to do the award ceremony. Um yeah okay yeah you'll go to the awards and you'll see kind of bring that closure to it like that yeah just kind of reflecting on your experience like what are some takeaways what are some things that you didn't agree with 
um, down to like, what was your favorite meal? What was the funniest moment? What, whatever, like, and people can just go back and forth asking each other questions. Um, yeah. So I like to debrief things. I like that, Brooke, because it's an acknowledgement, like not all endings require celebrating or it's not appropriate, right? So, but yeah. the acknowledgement piece, I think, is whether it's acknowledging or giving space to talking about that experience for you, whether it's positive, negative, yeah. tough, whatever. Yeah, um, and you try to talk about all the different pieces, right? All the so different aspects. Focusing on the negative, you want to focus on all, all the pieces. Mm-hmm. Feelings associated with it, perhaps, right? Yeah, if you need to. Yeah. yeah, I had a, like, when I left the agency work after eight and a half years, they kind of had a little luncheon. It was more the celebratory part. Um, definitely, you know, as a whole staff, and they are very kind, and we got together, they had a card and uh, a little gift, and then kind of did more debriefing on the individual levels uh, about more of the tough stuff, um, you know, like, getting really close to a couple of colleagues that I was no longer going to see every day, you know, things like that. And, um, but that was, that was nice overall, but it's bittersweet. It was a bittersweet ending. Um, but that was probably one of my more recent cause I was just last year. So yeah. Switching a job. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I want to point out that Joanna's job that she left is in the same block as where we work now. <laughs> I feel like, you could see your coworkers. I don't know how often you actually get to see them if you guys meet up at the coffee shop or something. And it is, you know, you don't see them every day, but I'm, I'm hope you still see them regularly. Yeah, uh, no, I see one regularly, but not the others. It, it You're close proximity wise, but it, it's different. There's not a guarantee seeing people. I haven't seen some of them for months. So it's just, uh, you hope for the best. Oh, I'm right here. You know, we're going to see each other, but it changes. It's a different yeah. dynamic. It's uh, there's still an ending to what was, um, and now it could be something different. So it 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 definitely does change. So, yeah, but yeah. I guess I'll share a uh, a therapy experience of working with someone who was in a, a really tough place in his life and was probably not in the the right career for him and had a lot of self-doubt and challenges there. And we worked through a lot of that and um, he was able to kind of work through some of the personal issues in his life and uh, made that, that leap into a, into a career that was a better fit for him. And this was, I mean, I'm summarizing probably four years of work and, but uh, he was able to get that, that next career and, after working in this new career for a while and, and feeling like he was much more on his feet uh, about six months into that, he said, you know, I think I'm about ready to to end our work together, or um, I think I'm getting ready to end. And he decided that uh, the one year anniversary at his new job would be the, the time that'd be kind of fitting for him, like a, a fitting ending for that. So, so we talked through a lot of that for the next few months and, uh, and prepared for it and talked about what that ending would look like and had our final session and it was really it was it was nice it was one year anniversary i think he got a raise that week which is kind of cool and like it was that bittersweetness but it was definitely a, a time of like closure and celebration but also a sadness that uh we're gonna end also knowing that when it comes to therapy, it's not like my door slams shut. People can come back if they want to. And that was something that was made very clear too. Like you're always welcome to come back. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe it won't. It's one of the, one of the challenges that we have as, as therapists, I'm, I'm sure you guys have experienced some of this too, which is that, uh, I love the work that we do with our clients, but we don't always get to see how things pan out you know we don't have to see where where their story goes after uh after they leave our office you know so sometimes they'll come back and and check in or or have uh another little round of therapy or something like that but a lot of times when people leave for us we just we don't get to hear the end of their stories or or the remainder of their stories you know which is fine but it's uh that's 
in, from the therapist chair, that's uh, that's one of the harder things that we have to deal with too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. After you get some good momentum, and then uh, then they just don't come back. <laughs> yeah, right. Feel stable. Yeah, right. yeah. They feel stable. They're doing okay, and then yeah, yeah. And that's what we want. We want them to go and launch off and do your own thing. And, and that's great. But, uh, I, I, I always, I often times catch myself thinking about former clients that I've had and wondering, oh, I wonder what they're doing right now. And I wonder how their life's going. And, and it's not, it, it's not part of our ethics to be able to just reach out and say, Hey, how's things going with your marriage or how's the new job? It, we need to respect people's privacy and say, if you don't want to be in therapy right now, that's fine. You, you go off and do your own thing. But uh, it is a little bit of a loss from the from the therapist chair. It's like, oh, we don't know where they are anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Good. Good story. Yes. Yes. Well, we're going to have to end for tonight, everybody. That's bittersweet for me. Should we debrief? Should we? Should we, we have a ceremony? Does everyone feel okay? I feel great. Good. I feel pretty good too. Let's have the perfect ending. We're going to have the perfect ending in a few weeks or whenever we have our final session when we dress up like we're going to the Oscars and, uh, Dressed to the nines and being able to say goodbye to the podcast, right? <laughs> Sounds but good. Until then, we're going to have another one of our podcasts with Brooke talking, ambushing. And then the book club, Irvin Yalom, Gift of Therapy. And then we'll wrap up, right? Indeed. Indeed. All right. So we'll wrap up. That's it. Like and subscribe on Apple, Google, Podbean, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, or YouTube. Send your questions nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Tell a friend or two. We still have an Instagram page for Mental Health Boot Camp. We do. And That's we have... Send questions through Instagram. Yeah. yeah, Instagram or Facebook, right? And we'll say goodnight for now. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.